The Buckeyes are in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center working out. The coaching staff is talking ball, and these are snap judgments. They are brought to you by Byers Auto. There is nothing better than that in middle the middle of February. That's Bill Landis, Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. What a treat in mid-February to pop in. Spring ball starts in two weeks, and we're already out here talking about Ohio State football, Bill. Just trying to sneak a peek at the workout. No, they're down there. They're grinding. Yeah, I, I hear them. They're loud. In the middle of interviews, it became suddenly very <laughs> difficult to hear what James Laurinaitis was saying because someone down there was screaming. It means there's some work getting done. It thing. means it means we're closer to spring ball, which is which is great. Um, and it was nice to hear from from a couple of guys that are new addition. Oh, well, I guess one. It's weird. Like there are new additions <laughs> to the staff, but, but they're one, not new. One has been here for two years now, and one was here just two years ago. Um, so they're not new. They are familiar, which I think is good for Ohio State. Um, it was nice to hear Macarary, who we, we never got to talk to when he was around here the first time. And then just like more perspective from James Laurinaitis on, on why he wanted to get back into co- or why he wanted to get into coaching in the first place and why this was a goal for him to like become a full-time position coach at Ohio State, which I thought was, was really interesting. But all I cared about was Sonny Styles, and uh, what both guys had to say about him, which was frankly not a ton. Um, they both kind of deferred to Jim Knowles on what exactly Sonny is going to do this year. But I think both, both are ready to fight, I think, to, yeah. for McIrary to keep him in his room. It's a good thing for, there was some media and, separating and, the two. Yeah, so. and for James Laurinaitis, I think, to get him um, into the linebacker's room. So so we'll see. I, I, I guess I leave here thinking that it's going to be some blend of the two, which James Laurinaitis kind of suggested, like, we kind of need to create a new thing for Sonny to, to get him on the field with all the talent they have in the back end of the defense. Those niche positions have done really, really well. Well, that's the problem, yeah. right? Like, um, that's as we get into the Sonny Jays. Yeah. You don't want that. Um, uh, you know, uh, James Laurinaitis was artfully dropping little nuggets in there, like, what's best for Sonny's future? Well, you know, he reminds mm-hmm. me of Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons is a linebacker uh, in the NFL. Like, it took it, the NFL a few years. It took the NFL that. a few <laughs> Like, it, it, they know where – James Laurinaitis knows where he wants him. Uh, Matt Guerrero, who is obviously, uh, you know, returning to Ohio State, has been here a month and, and worked with Sonny when Sonny was a true freshman in 2021. But like, if if one of those guys' voice is going to get to to have sway, I would imagine it's James Laurinaitis. But as they both said, like this is Jim Knowles' decision, and Jim Knowles has centered his entire defense around being a safety-driven defense, and I bet he wants to keep Sonny Styles at safety. Yeah, but where? I don't know. <laughs> a fourth safety. Can't well, figure it out. As soon as Berm realizes what year it is, then we'll figure out what position Sonny Styles. What is year play. is it? Well, this year is 2024, so yeah. Sonny was a freshman in 2022. My apologies. Uh, it's still 2023 in my mind. I'm just fact-checking live because it does make it seem like he's been here longer or that Matt Guerrero's been gone longer. Like That's to the point that Bill's making. Like, that's how recently he was here yeah. and why there's still some built-in institutional knowledge for Matt Guerrero and why that's so important. But creating a position sounds great for Sonny Styles. And Bill said, where is he going to play at safety? He's not going to take a spot from Caleb Downs. I don't imagine he's not going to take it from Lathan Ransom. We've seen him share uh, snaps with Jordan Hancock. I don't know that that's the best use of either one of them. It, it just feels to me like it's inevitable. And James Laurinaitis, to your point, Burns, like, walking down that road, it's like feels like phys- physically he's going to grow into that position. In the NFL, that's probably where his future is. And hey, Isaiah Simmons, you know, they Clemson did build a scheme, build a scheme around him, but that's a little bit different than the situation Ohio State's in. It is, and it's also just a very different situation than Ohio State was in a year ago when you knew what you had at linebacker. And if if Sonny Styles is a better option at linebacker than C.J. Hicks or Gabe Powers, then Sonny Styles has to play there because there is only one linebacker that has played at all on this team right now, and that's Cody Simon, who James Laurinaitis acknowledged, like, he's probably not going to get a lot of reps in the spring because we have to see what these other guys can do. 
Now, the question is, can Sonny serve two masters in this spring 15 practice window and, and figure out if, if, if there's an opportunity to play both spots or is it all about pushing him into one, um, into one fit? And I, I, my personal preference, which obviously doesn't matter, would be that you put him at linebacker and you say, you got 15 practices to show us you can do this. And if you can't, then you, then you can go back to other things, but you have, freaky athletes like Sonny and like CJ Hicks and Arvell Reese and Gabe Powers. Like you, you got to figure out a way to get these guys on the field. And I mean, that's why I asked James like straight up, like, is the Jack position even real at this point? And he said, yes, it is. We're, you know, but, but then he, it's here. but then he was like, <laughs> uh, but we're not really talking about that yet. Like, okay. So we're not talking about it again. We, we can't go through this again. So another, I, yeah, another really spring and another off season. I'm it like, exists oh, or it doesn't like it's, we'll not. get to the Jack later on. No, I mean, it's got to, at some point, it's got to be a now or never situation. It's either they're either going to use it or not. If you can't use it with a collection of guys like CJ Hicks, Arvell Reese, Mitchell Melton, I don't know, Josh Mickens, Caden Curry, yeah. like they have five guys who could realistically play that. It's, you got to find a way to unleash that. But I thought it w- was really interesting because, Burton, you said James dropped some hints there about Sonny Styles, but he also like kicked off the press conference like, in two weeks, spring ball starts, and it's a really big one for the linebackers. And, he, and all he named were Cody, Arvell, Reese, Gabe Powers, and C.J. Hicks. And it's like they were not going to say Sonny in that group. I don't know if that was intentional or just like I, they I don't really know. I feel like know. that was intentional. Yeah. Don't you feel like that was intentional? Like he was waiting for somebody to ask about yeah. Sonny? I mean, he definitely knew he was going to get yeah. asked about Sonny. Yeah. I, I'm sure it was intentional because he doesn't, you know. He's they're courting still. You don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to put it out. You don't want to seem desperate. Speaking of courting, that's a guy whose name didn't get brought up. And oh, yeah. we don't know, Courting what, Williams. you know, the Court Williams situation. He's moved to linebacker officially last summer, mm-hmm. hurt himself again. I, I don't know. I mean, his name wasn't brought up, so you can read into that what you will, but it doesn't seem like as a depth piece they're counting on that at the position. I don't, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, it'd be yeah. difficult to do that at this point. And, and that. So it's just you have like nothing there. They have, have, I, I was counting them as James Larnides was talking because I was, I was going to ask a question about it, but I couldn't quite frame it the right way. They have 100 game snaps in the linebacker room aside from Cody Simon. I think it's 25 for Gabe Powers and 75 for C.J. Hicks. That's not many. It's not a lot. Now, C.J. has played a bunch of special teams, and Gabe's played, I think, played some special teams as well. And Arvell Reese played special teams, and that that matters to, like, to get on the field and do something. But um, especially the nature of the linebacker position, like I think you need to actually play a linebacker. Um, James did say that. He, he did yeah. talk about that a little bit. It's like there's no other way to do it at that position. Yeah, which is like which is why I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of Cody Simon to your no. point, Berm, this this spring. Um, I, I did find it interesting that James Larnettis said that he wishes he would have played Cody more last year. I don't know at whose expense. I think earlier is just what he meant. Whose expense that would have come. It, it seems pretty cut and dry that it would have been at Steele's expense. Yeah. Um, now, late in the year when Tommy was hurt, that's a different matter entirely. But we did – it felt like there was maybe opportunities at Notre Dame specifically that come to mind where it's like we talked about – Steele even mentioned this himself. Like The eye discipline's not there. He was in a midseason rut. He was, yeah. And it did feel like Cody Simon was really on the rise at that point and Steele was, was dipping a little bit. And I remember thinking in, in October, it's like at some point Steele's going to snap out of this. And, and he, he never really did. And I think maybe that's – when they evaluated after the season uh, and did their self scout and looked at the players in the future, they, that's probably that's my guess. Like mm-hmm. Cody could have played more alongside Tommy than maybe they envisioned. 
Yeah, I think that's probably it. And we know that like Cody is the number one guy in that room now, and, and he should be. He played very well last year. But James kind of laid it on the line. He said, like, we want to come out of spring with four guys we think can play. And last year they had three. The year before, I guess they had two. Um, four sounds right to me. So it's Cody. It's got to be C.J. Hicks. Like, he has to make that jump. I, and I think it's Gabe Powers and probably Arvell Reese. Like, I don't, Nigel Glover was not asked about today either, um, and I don't think it'd be either of the freshmen. So unless Sonny is moving into the room, then obviously he becomes part of that yeah. four. Um, but you know, absent of that, then, then I think it's on uh, Arvell Reese to make a big jump this spring too. I have a tough time coming out of this with James Warner. I didn't spend a lot of time with Mecca so you were over there for a, a good bit. portion. But yeah. like it seemed to me almost that if I was putting a pecking order right now, that Gabe Powers would probably be ahead of C.J. Hicks. Did you guys feel that way? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of did feel that way. Yeah. So like not to put words in his mouth. Yeah, but, yeah. but it sort of yeah. felt like there was there was a lot of conversation about how Gabe Powers was on the ascension last year, and CJ Hicks needs to be consistent, and CJ Hicks needs to be consistent. So the CJ played a lot more right. last year when the opportunities. But I mean, he, he, that's a guy who's playing because he has to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, music to my ears was James Lauren is saying that this spring they want these guys to play and make mistakes. Like I'm, that's what I've been sort of saying for the last few months. Like it, you have to find a way to get these guys those reps and now you can do it in spring ball by just having Cody sit out. I think it's, it, you know, there's, there's an opportunity there for both these guys and all three of those that you mentioned, Arvell uh, included to, to really step up and you're going to see them on the field the entire spring, whether they're sunny alongside them or not, because Peyton Pierce can't even participate this spring. Garrett Silver is probably just, you're looking at him as like He's a learning. special yeah. teams guy this year. So this is a, a, a unit that has a ton of pressure on it because the rest of the defense is expected to be so good that like right now you are looking at a group that only has to be good this year. They don't have to be the best linebackers Ohio State's ever had, but if if they're a weak spot, if they're bad, that is a, a, an issue. But mm-hmm. like there's talent there. You just have to figure out a way to get the best of it. And James Ornitis, like listening to him talk, you can understand why he's a unbelievable recruiter because I don't think anything he says is coming from a a spot of sales. I kind of felt that way about Matt Guerrero as well. I think the big question that we got was like, can Matt Guerrero come in and be an impactful recruiter for Ohio State? Like that's got to happen. Is he going to take that mantle as he gets this full-time position at Ohio State? He's never had to do it at the Ohio State level. I don't know if it would be the same when he's talking to the media as it is to a 17 or 18-year-old, but I was pretty impressed bill by the conversation yeah i I was too i I think it's it's interesting if i can like tie them both together like the conversation around like their individual perspectives and for james laronitis that is like the perspective of three-time all-american his pictures in the hallway a couple times Mm -hmm. um in in the rooms behind us here and the value that that has for the players in his room he said tommy eckenberg especially told him last year like this means a lot coming from a guy like you um and for macarary like he doesn't have that kind of cachet but he has cachet in the defense, which I, I find interesting. Um, obviously, he was here two years ago helping Jim Knowles install this thing and like helping get the safeties in particular, but really everybody, I think staff included, like kind of like up the speed on what this thing is. But he's been in this defense for, I think, almost a decade now. Yeah. Um, he was like a GA and then roasted ranks at Duke, and then he called this defense when he was a defensive coordinator at Duke. And I asked him about that, and he said, um, he said there's, there's value in knowing where it came from because then that helps you understand like where there could be additional answers perhaps that Ohio State has not gotten into or the the opposite of that like things that 
you might think work when he can tell you, like, we tried that. It didn't work. Mm -hmm. Like we've, we've been in this defense a long time. We know what works and what doesn't. And I think that's going to be really helpful as Ohio State tries to find improvement on the margins with this defense. It's like baseline going to be very good. Yeah. You know, it, it, can you get to elite best in the country? And I think that's where a guy like Matt Guerrero helps. But he, I, I agree with you, Austin. He was like pretty impressive in articulating that, but also articulating like, you know, the value of the relationships he has with some of the guys in the building. You can see how that would resonate with the high school kids that he's going to go talk to as a representative. I asked Matt straight up. I said, Perry Eliano, I didn't name him, but. It was like the number two ranked pass defense in the country. Mm -hmm. You have Caleb Downs and Lathan Ransom, two of the best safeties in the country. That other, The former coach is not here because he wasn't getting the job done outside of this building. Like, how do you fix that? And, you know, his answer was somewhat generic, but it doesn't mean it's fake. Uh, you know, he, but a lot of recruiting is just about excitement and, and about knowledge and about like a commitment from the coach to being there every day and, and talking every day and you can definitely get the sense that as a young guy, he's got a lot of experience, more so than you'd expect from someone of his age. And said he was at Duke for a decade. He understands what he's saying, but like, I'm struck by the dichotomy between these two. Like, they were both here as GAs. I mean, Gary wasn't even a GA; he, he was, was an adult. assistant. See, yeah. Uh, but yeah, when James Laurinaitis was here as a GA last year, we were still talking to him in media sessions because he's James Laurinaitis. And then there's like, you got like. This is not an offense, but like football nerd Guerrero over here, right? <laughs> different. They've, they've, they've arrived at these points via different. Yeah, routes. like it's <laughs> kind of funny. And but they're both walking into a situation where Matt Guerrero has maybe the best group of safeties in the country, and James Ornitis has maybe the least experienced linebackers in the country, and they are viewed are going to be viewed very differently this year. Mm -hmm. But then you have what you expect out of Ornitis as a recruiter, what Guerrero has to deliver as a recruiter. It's 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 an interesting. Well, Guerrero got the job, and then the next day he flew down to meet Caleb Downs, and they got him. They won. Sealed the deal. Right. Instant impact, I think that's what they call that. I believe that's the year. Talking. So, I don't know. Seems like he's on the right track. But it was it was great to hear his voice, and uh, we'd seen him walking around the facility before, um, but he was not able to speak with us, not allowed. Now he can, and I thought that that was pretty informative. So, we'll have a lot of, more thoughts on that and the safety group and, and the linebackers coming as spring ball gets a little bit closer and the position previews ramp up even more on the podcast daily. So more coverage coming throughout the week as we get closer to spring camp in two weeks. That's Bill Landis and Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. These have been Snap Judgments. They're brought to you by Byers Auto. We'll talk to you later.